Hi, Tyler. Hi, Sally. Hi, listeners. Welcome to our podcast. A year ago today. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to do that every time. (laughs) I was waving while I said hi, listeners. Oh, I usually do, too. I hope that came through. (laughs) (laughs) I hope they they felt it. Yeah, totally. Oh, my (sighs) goodness. Okay, let's do this. Okay. (laughs) I thought we already were. Uh, What's the best thing that's happened to you since we last recorded? Mm, Matt and I went ice skating this afternoon, and I leave for Mexico tomorrow morning at, like, I have to leave the apartment at, like, 3 in the morning because my flight's at, like, 6. So, you know, it's, like, all the scramble to get packed and get everything done before you leave town for vacation. Uh, and I was like a little stressed about fitting it into the day, but Matt had a Groupon that was going to expire by the time I was back. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we made it, we made it work and I'm so glad that we did. Cause it was so much fun. <laughs> I keep forgetting that Groupon still exists. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't ever use it anymore. Every once in a while, Matt will find a random one. Um, but that's great. Yeah. Nothing like a Groupon to uh, get you motivated to do a thing that you like. Yeah. And it's also like, I've been realizing how much I, like, I was having a spiritual growth experience while I was ice skating because I was really, like, having a lot of fear come up right when I got there. And I have this, I have this thing where if I'm going if there's the potential for going fast and I feel out of control and I'm scared and don't fully understand how to stop myself, then I really, really, really get scared. Mm -hmm. So like when I stepped on the ice for the first few minutes, I was really scared. And then I was able to like be present and figure out how to like have my balance and to be like down in my, you know, have my Mm -hmm. knees bent and be forward in my body and lean into the fall. And by the end I was just zooming around the ice. (laughs) Great. I love it. (laughs) I don't like ice skating, but that sounds great. <laughs> Why? I just uh I just don't find it enjoyable. Every time I've done it, I've just been like this is not fun. Like this is dumb. I mean, I it for me, I understand that it's it looks fun and like when other people do it, I I can feel their joy, but when I do it, I'm just like this is just dumb. I wish that I were drinking hot cocoa. <laughs> Instead of being on the ice. All right. (laughs) But I love that you liked it. It sounds great. It was great. Uh, What is the best thing that's happened to you since we were last recorded? Um, A couple of days ago, I got a haircut and so did my sister. Well, all three of us got our haircut on the same day. Oh, so did I did too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Well, you and I didn't plan that, but my sisters and I did. I wanted to have a haircut party. Uh, Sasha in London got her haircut earlier in the day. Uh, and then Yamal and I went and got it together. And it was great. And then right after that, because there was an AT&T store there and I needed a new phone. And so I went and I got a new phone. That's amazing. New haircut, new phone on the same day. That's so fun. And it was so funny. Sally sent me a picture of like kind of the back of her head from the side and her face wasn't in it. And it was like real short and was like, that's me. And I had just cut all my hair off. I got a pixie cut and I was planning to just show up 
and surprised Sally in Mexico. But then when she sent me the picture of her short hair, I was like, ah, (laughs) I did that today too. (laughs) Yeah, it was fun because I also wanted to surprise you, but I was just too excited. I was like, this hair is the cutest. I have to show Tyla. (laughs) Oh my God. I felt a little uh, sad about my haircut right after I got it. But now I am obsessed with it. I'm so obsessed with it. And I figured out so much about my life after cutting my hair. (laughs) Oh man. Like what? Can I tell you? Yeah. Tell me all the things. Okay. So I've always been like, if I were a girl or like, if I were a girl, that's not what I was going to (laughs) say. If I was sexually attracted to girls, it would be girls that look like boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, not like butch, not not girls that look like men, um, but <laughs> girls that look like teenage boys. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> and um, I cut all my hair off and I felt so free and I've been like really sassy and like hopping around and I realized that in my life, I'm learning how to be messy. Like, you should see my apartment right now. It looks like a bomb or multiple bombs went off. Oh, boy. Um, and I think it's driving Matt a little bit crazy. But I think <laughs> I'm, like, having this big thing of, like, learning how to be messy. And the haircut, I think, is a part of that because I want to not have to mess with my hair. I just want to let it stick out in every direction and, like, not care. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so that's what I've been doing this weekend. has been so fun. And then I realized that, like, all these girls that I've always been attracted to, and I've been like, if I was gay, that's the girl I would date. Now I realize that, like, I think that's the girl I want to be, not the girl I want to date. Who knew? (laughs) And then I was thinking about how, like, I've always identified with Aladdin and, like, Peter Pan. And then I was like, oh, my God, you know what I feel like? I feel like Maid Marian who chopped off all of her hair and she's – in disguise as Robin Hood, which was the plot of that play that I saw that I told you about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I just feel like this little like rebel. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. I don't know why it took me 29 years to figure out that I want to be kind of androgynous. <laughs> <laughs> well, great. I'm glad that you got there. <laughs> oh, me too. Oh, man. How are you feeling about your haircut? Um, I'm excited about it. I mean, right away I was like, this is super cute. And well, during I like showed up, I was like taking a lot of deep breaths because uh-huh. I've had long hair for a while and I really love long hair. Um, but it was also like really dead and disgusting. I had to um, shut my eyes while she was cut. Like she did the big, big cut, yeah. you know, and I like I shut my eyes and was just like, <laughs> you tell me when it's over. <laughs> she did like the first cut. And my sister was, like, so excited about it. And I was like, oh, my God, there's no going back. She was like, unless you just want to have this random bit of short hair. (laughs) I said the exact same thing. I was like, there's no going back now. And they're like, no, it's way too late to turn back. (laughs) (laughs) But it was great. Like, the way she was styling it and stuff, I was like, okay. Like, I just kept breathing. I was like, all right, I can – this is good. This is going all right. And then once it was done, I was like, oh, my God, I look fabulous. (laughs) so it's great it's weird though because now it does like strange it's like all the things that have always been true about my hair but when there's more of it you can't tell as much so like it'll go in whatever direction it wants to go in Uh and so i'll be like half of it is like turned one side one direction and the other half is turned in another direction i'm like all right well i guess that's what's happening right now it's also weird to not be able to pull it up in a bun yeah that's strange yeah it's true 
Oh, I'm so. so excited about it. You and I are going to be together so soon. So we'll take a picture of our haircuts together and post it yeah. on Facebook or something, Instagram. I'm excited about it. Oh Yay! Goodness. Okay. Well, should we record a podcast? I guess so, except for my laptop is suddenly being really slow. So hopefully that won't affect anything, but hopefully wow. it'll be fine. I don't know. It is <laughs> what it is. We'll see. <laughs> Great. <laughs> All right. Let's begin. <laughs> okay. Oh, your guest. We are our guests. Today's guest like, is Tyler. I was like, are you going to introduce the guest? <laughs> I can't do it. I forgot about me. that part. <laughs> I like assumed that the listeners knew, which I mm-hmm. guess they do from reading the description. But in case you didn't know, our guest today is Tyla. Hi, Tyla. Hi. <laughs> Thanks for being here. here. Yeah, it's going to be great. <laughs> oh, okay. So take a moment to close your eyes. Get grounded. Take some deep breaths. Tune into the energy of a year ago today, thereabouts. And when you're ready, describe in one word how you felt. Brave. Mm, That's a good one. So we are here with Tyla today because a year ago today, she launched her GoFundMe campaign. Um, We've actually talked about this on the podcast before in Cindy's episode. And so I'm excited to now dive into your GoFundMe anniversary. Oh, boy. Me too. I don't know what's (laughs) going to come up. (laughs) I feel like it might be a lot. Yeah, probably. I'm excited about it. So this is not a typical, like you weren't funding a creative project or anything. So tell us what you were funding. Yeah. So I had the inspiration to, to start a GoFundMe and say, I have accumulated a lot of credit card debt by investing very heavily in personal growth. And I had had so many people say to me, like, I'm so proud of you and I'm so proud of what you're doing and let me know how I can support you. And I was looking to alleviate the feelings around the debt, I think. And I thought about um, approaching a few people in my fa- my family and asking for a loan. Uh, but it didn't feel aligned to do that, it felt like that would be kind of burdening them. Um, Basically, there's a trust that my grandparents set up that my mom and her two brothers now co-manage. And I have borrowed and paid back from that trust before Mm -hmm. when I didn't have an income and, you know, needed to pay rent. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I had borrowed and paid back from that trust before. And it was really on my mind that I could just ask them if that was possible to, to borrow the money and, and pay them back. But it really felt like if I did that, they would feel pressured into saying yes. And that didn't feel good to me. And so I received this guidance that I should instead open myself up to receiving support from everyone rather than going to just a few small people. And 
to be really, really, really honest about it. Mm-hmm. About why I was raising money. And it was really interesting because a lot of people were like, don't say it's to pay off credit cards. Say it's for something. Mm-hmm. I received that advice from a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Or that reaction. Because I didn't really... I didn't really solicit advice from that many people before I did it. I spoke to you Mm -hmm. and I spoke to Matt because I frankly was having quite a lot of anxiety around what his family would think of me and I needed to move through a little bit of that with him. And I spoke to my mom Mm -hmm. and she did not react as I expected her to. Yeah. Which was interesting. <laughs> How did you expect her to react? I think I kind of expected her to be like, yeah, this is a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> and what did she say instead? She felt really uncomfortable. And she and I talked about it a lot. And I think that she was afraid that I was going to get hurt, that... I was putting this call out there thinking all these people who have said, let me know how I can support you. I'm thinking they're all going to donate anywhere from 10 bucks to a thousand bucks because some of them, some people who have said that to me have serious money. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And I think she was afraid that no one would donate, especially not the people that I kind of expected to. Mm -hmm. Um, And she was pretty much right. Yeah. Well, okay, so you get this guidance, you talk to the three of us, you put it out there, people are telling you to not at, not talk about the credit card. What did they say you should say instead? Like, say the money's for building your business, like, say it's for um, something that you're making, mm-hmm. basically, and... Where I was coming from was kind of like, you know, if this were to pay off student loan debt, I don't think anyone would have a problem with that. Mm -hmm. But because it is debt that I've accumulated while pursuing a type of education that not everyone values, Mm -hmm. and even many of those people who do value it, I think still on some level don't value it as highly as a formal education. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and I think, well, and I think it's like triggering for people. There's a little bit of like, how dare you? Yeah. (laughs) How dare you spend that much money on yourself and then ask other people to help you pay it back? Mm -hmm. (sighs) Which again, it's like, would you be saying that if it was grad school? You know? So that was interesting. Yeah, it's, um, this is reminding me of a conversation that I had, um, with someone who, well, eventually she became a creme, but at the time was not one. Um, and I was talking about how wonderful it would be to have resources for people who are investing in themselves and in their personal growth, um, to be able to do so whether it was like through a scholarship or um, like a partial scholarship or 
even alone, but I was thinking more of like a scholarship type of thing or like a grant. Um, and she was like, well, but I think that the whole point is that you're investing in yourself. And I was like, well, but you're still investing in yourself. <laughs> um, maybe it's in a different way, but it's still, you're still doing the work. She was sort of like, well, then you're not going to do the work because then another person is making the investment. And I'm See, like, well, but you have to put yourself out there to ask for that help. Right. So I, I, uh, I have so much coming up around this cause I've been thinking a lot about capitalism, especially inside the coaching industry mm -hmm. and how so many people are like, the investment is part of the growth. And mm -hmm. you know, I am pretty confident that I can, grow without having to financially burden myself, which is what yeah. I did. Mm -hmm. I stepped into a place of burden inside my finances to have access to the knowledge that I wanted to have access to in a way that felt good to me. Mm -hmm. And I love that idea. Like, as you're saying that I'm like, Sally, that's something you and I should make. We should make some sort of like, foundation yeah <laughs> that's totally. like where people who have invested heavily in personal growth can then turn around and give back mm -hmm. and you can apply for grants and stuff because that's the thing and I also think the thing is like if you don't invest money you won't show up and do the work like that's not everybody's that's baggage <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm really choosing to release that because inside my business, I'm about to start working in a really, really non-traditional business model that doesn't require a very high upfront investment. Mm -hmm. And it's my belief and sincerest hope that I can start a business model where the person I'm working with and I are mutually invested in their success mm -hmm. and that my success only that my success is in direct relation to their level of success rather than hi, highly burden yourself up front for all the access to me. Yeah. And then when we're done, we're done. And then you have the debt to deal with. And that's just part of your journey. Yeah. I'm not like, I think I still have a little bit of judgment around people who are operating inside that, uh, paradigm. Mm -hmm. which I'm hoping to continue moving through because I, I know that until I feel clear around this, it's going to be challenging inside my business to find alignment. Mm -hmm. But that, that um, straight capitalistic approach to personal growth that often ends up burdening the client doesn't feel good to me. And I'm so grateful that I went through it because if I hadn't gone through it in a way I had accumulating as much debt as I did, which was about $40,000, mm -hmm. uh, I wouldn't know that. Yeah. Ugh. I feel like I have so many things to say, but none of them are <laughs> clearly articulating in my head. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> okay. Just start. <laughs> you know, I always do that. I'm like, I should say a thing, but uh, I don't know what it is, but I'm just going to talk. <laughs> Well, I'm thinking about like times when I have, well, I'm thinking about a lot of things. So first of all, like times when I've made a deposit on something that then I couldn't go through with and it's like money lost essentially, mm. you know, or I mean, nothing's ever lost. I know. Uh, but it's like, I paid, you know, a thousand dollars or $2,000 for like that retreat or this program and then was unable to 
make it through to like the first payment or whatever and had to be like, look, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to tell you. Like I've tried all the things. I don't see this happening. Like I'm not going to go through with this. Um, and so like, that's interesting too, which that isn't fully related to this, but for some reason that's like really strong in my head right now. Like what happens to that? What was the point of that? Was that just for me to be like, to say yes to myself and then see the journey of getting to not pay? <laughs> um, cause I didn't end up, you know, yeah, like I said, like I didn't end up doing the program. It's not like then I skated and never paid this person for this thing that they gave me. I never did the thing. Um, so I don't know. That's like really coming through strongly right now. Um, I guess just to be like, what is all of this anyway? I mean, this is a journey and your everybody's journey is going to look different. And who, who, like, why do people just keep insisting so much on the, like, your level of growth depends on your level of in investment. And like, you know, you, if you show up for yourself, then like all of that is going to, um, like you're going to make back your investment and blah, blah, blah. Like I've have not made back most investments that I've made in terms of like tangible money. I've made right. it back in personal growth, but I've also had a significant amount of growth without spending any money. <laughs> so Right. Well, that's the thing. So I think there is a, a um, I was going to say a false paradigm and I am going to, I'm going to use that language because to me it's false. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I don't know if it's somebody else's truth, I totally respect that kind of maybe actually I still have some judgment, but it's my goal <laughs> to totally respect it. But when someone says this level of investment is such a part of the journey, that person's trying to sell you something <laughs> and it's true. High financial investment will really shift your relationship to money in some way, most likely. Mm -hmm. But a high level of investment, if we believe that money is just energy, as everything else is, then a high level of investment doesn't have to be about money for you to, like, really, really receive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally. And yeah, if and anything, like, I, I wonder if I could go back and do my high, you know, $20,000 coaching program without it costing $20 if I would have actually gotten more from the program because I would have been less freaking out about money the whole time and mm -hmm. would have been more present with the content. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Yeah. Hmm. And then there's also the element inside personal growth of when you invest highly and then don't necessarily always feel like you're receiving the value. Yeah. Um, and you know, inside, inside the first mastermind that I did, there were moments which cost $20,000. There were moments where I was like, this moment alone is worth $20,000. Mm -hmm. And there were also moments where I was like, I paid $20,000. I cannot believe <laughs> that yeah. I'm not being better taken care of in yeah. like from a customer service point of view. Totally. You know, so it's like that balance um, is a really interesting thing. Mm -hmm. oh, oh, boy. 
so much. <laughs> yeah. Well, and there's also so much tied up in, in like the, I think monetary investment also creates a power dynamic hmm. that doesn't necessarily have to be there, but in my experience sometimes is mm-hmm. uh, that I don't enjoy. Like what? Say more things about this. So I've had the experience before working with a coach who makes very clear distinctions between like I have clients and I have friends and there's not really any crossover. Yeah. Uh, And that to me hasn't always felt really good. Mm -hmm. It's, um, It's kind of like you will always be a little bit of a second-class citizen because of the transactional nature of our relationship. Yeah. That's how it feels. Yeah. And I'm not saying that that is what is intended by people who have that structure, but that's how I've experienced it in the past. Yeah. Sometimes. And it's, and it's like as soon as you stop paying, this is over. Exactly. And then, I mean, I, I have even had an experience with a, with a coach before where towards the end of, our time together, I started to feel like I was being used for marketing and didn't even matter as a person anymore. Mm -hmm. And I had so much resentment after that Mm -hmm. um, because of the level of investment that I had made, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's not the way I want to (laughs) feel. Yeah. And I'm a hundred percent aware that that again is my experience. Mm -hmm. Um, And happened because of the lens that I was viewing the world through at that time, you know? And well, it's interesting because I even talked about, you know, I've had a big shift around this really in the last couple of months around how I feel about money and how I feel about coaching inside of the capitalism conversation mm-hmm. <laughs> and the way I think that it's exploitative. <laughs> yeah. And I actually, I don't know if you and I even really talked about this. I almost dropped out of Angels of Intuition at one point, Mm -hmm. which is the mastermind that Sally and I are both in currently for anyone who's listening who was like, what the hell are you talking about? (laughs) That's why we're going to Mexico next week. Yeah. Uh, And I, you know, I had to really sit with it and I had a long conversation with Caitlin, my coach. um, And it was really challenging because the money part, I am currently still paying <laughs> money that I do not currently have in the physical mm-hmm. realm to work with a coach and am back in a position. <laughs> so after having $40,000 in debt and then paying that off a hundred percent in less than a year. And now I'm back to putting my monthly coaching, uh, my monthly coaching bill on a credit card right now. And it's, it's like $1,400 a month. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That said (laughs) the growth that I experience in speaking with Caitlin is worth it. Yeah. You know, and I don't feel exploited inside of our relationship and I don't feel like her services quote unquote. end at a certain point Mm -hmm. based on the amount that I've paid her. Yeah. Like she shows up for me how I need her to show up regardless of what that means in terms of her investment of time and energy. 
Yep. So, you know. I don't know. That's, <laughs> I, I didn't know this is what we were going to talk about. <laughs> I didn't either, but this is really interesting. <laughs> um, okay, so first of all, we'll come back to you paying off your debt because, I mean, I was going to get, I wanted to talk about that anyway. But um, what's present for me right now is just, I think, like drilling home what what is different about the dynamic with Caitlin? Because I feel like I, I take that for granted. Cause I, I, I know Caitlin, I know what you mean, but I feel like maybe our listeners might not know what you mean. Like, what is it? Have you identified like what it is about working w- within angels of intuition, at least up to this point that feels different to you than, you know, programs before where you felt burdened financially, even if it was not that different in terms of actual money. Yeah. Um, so the difference is that I never doubt that Caitlin is on my side and I have confidence Mm -hmm. that if I said, I can't pay you (laughs) Mm -hmm. right now, that she and I would figure out a way to work through that, that didn't necessarily involve me leaving the program, Mm -hmm. uh, that she would work with me yeah, because she values our relationship just as much as I do. And, you know, I mean, for instance, I was on a phone call with Caitlin the other day and our phone calls are supposed to last an hour. And at about 45 minutes into our call, we opened up some energy that was very big. Mm-hmm. And, you know, without even stopping to talk about it, Caitlin was just like, do you have the ability to go late today? And I was like, I do. And we ended up on the phone for two full hours, Mm. which when, I mean, I don't know what her kind of like hourly rate would be if you broke down what we pay her, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but it's very high, (laughs) (laughs) you know? Um, And there was no talk of like, you're going to need to pay me for an extra hour or like, I don't have the time and space to do this with you right now. It was like, we opened up this energy and it was a hundred percent clear that I needed support to move through the energy and that I needed to do it today, you know? Mm -hmm. And it was just like, okay, so that's what we're doing now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And it's interesting because Caitlin still does have pretty firm boundaries, like in terms of like, oh, this is how you communicate with me. These ways do not work for me. Uh Um, But it always seems to me like it's very clear that she's like, I'm giving you all that I can give you Uh or like we're exchanging as much as we are meant to exchange. (laughs) Um, So I don't know. That's interesting. The other thing that was coming to me was like, I was trying to think as you were talking, I was thinking about all the various programs I've invested in and the times when I have been in a position where I was like, look, I cannot pay you. Like, I don't know what to do. Um, and thankfully I've had really great responses to that in general. Um, in one situation where that happened, then I, we ended up bartering instead, which worked out really well for both of us. Um, I think, and felt really good. And one, she was very much like, the only approach here is that we're going to pause your program. And then when you can start paying again, we're going to keep going. And 
the energy was so clear and she did feel like she, like, she wasn't like, well, we're going to just you know, go g- goodbye. <laughs> um, yeah. She was still so like into working together that I was like, all right, great. That, well, that works for me. Great. And yeah. I never had a problem paying her after that. Um, we paused for like a month and a half, I think, or something like that. Um, you know, and then there have been times where it was like, well, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. Well, <laughs> great. I guess uh, I'm not paying you then. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not right. sure wh- where we move forward from here. Um, so it's interesting how different things can feel um, within that situation. I think I know how to um, succinctly share the difference, I feel. Mm-hmm. And one is like, you and I are entering into a relationship together I support you and you support me and we both do that however feels most aligned in any given moment, you know, mm-hmm. and part of that may be like a monthly payment mm-hmm. <laughs> um, versus you're my client. I'm your coach. You pay me. I give you the knowledge I have and that's pretty much the end of our exchange. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't feel good to me. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's really interesting because I think also what you're paying for is that support. I mean, like I never have thought that what I was paying for in any program that I invested in is what they know. Because it's very clear to me that I can get whatever I need to know from various other sources, Mm -hmm. which I mean, I think was part of the fun of that year where I was like, okay, for this year, I am not investing in any programs. Uh I'm just going to see what happens and like, see how I grow. And I had tremendous growth because then everything became a growth opportunity. Uh Um, So, so it is interesting, like, so then how that support shows up and how it feels becomes really important because if I'm not paying for your information, then, then what am I paying for? I'm paying for the support. It needs to feel good. (laughs) You're not going to teach me anything that I don't already know or that I couldn't figure out on my own. And there's an element I think of, I mean, again, it goes back to like that marketing salesy thing that I've spoken, you know, in our episode with Lexi, I talked a lot about how I feel about like quote unquote marketing. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like when someone is trying to sell you their, their package or their program or their content, there's a little bit of a feeling of like, you need this. Mm-hmm. Um, and with what you just said, and then how I've been feeling lately is like, I'm receiving so much growth from like literally every single minute of every single day that there mm-hmm. is no program that I need. Yeah, totally. Uh, so it, and it's so great because as I'm thinking about how I want to move through the world and interact with people. I don't ever want to be like, you need my services. Mm -hmm. I want to feel like, you know what? I could provide you with some incredible support. And I think that you and I would also have an incredible relationship Mm -hmm. and I'm interested in exploring that. Totally. Totally. And it's interesting because it's like, that's the difference. It's someone who's interested in a real relationship versus someone who's interested in having a paying client. Mm hmm. And I'm not saying that one is neither is good or bad or right or wrong, although I am still moving through some judgment. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> now what? <laughs> so you launched a GoFundMe. <laughs> mm, yeah. 
<laughs> we should talk more about that. <laughs> <laughs> this is great, though. Okay, so you launched your GoFundMe, and then what happened? You hinted to, like, it was not the response you were perhaps expected. Yeah, um, so tell so us more about what it was. I launched it, I posted on Facebook. I did not do the kind of aggressive uh, sharing of of it that one needs to do in order to really create some income through that, mm -hmm. I think. I did send it out privately via email to quite a few members of my family. Uh, you know, and I... I was like, they're going to be proud of me for writing this. It's so honest. Anyone who reads it is going to see that and be impressed with my level of honesty and mm -hmm. straightforwardness. Uh, and I actually, you know, I basically didn't hear back from anyone in my family. No one ever even has mentioned it to me for the most part, with the exception of two of my cousins who are brothers, one of whom kind of, publicly shamed me on my Facebook wall yeah, and was like, our grandfather would be ashamed of you. Go get a job and pay off your debt like a normal person. Which, Hooray. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. It was so funny because before I even had the chance to respond, uh, some friends who I care about you know, we're already like responding on my behalf being like, mm -hmm. thanks so much for your point of view, sir. <laughs> <laughs> uh, however, Tyla is incredible and you need to back off. Yeah. Uh, so that felt really great. Uh, and then I got an email from another cousin who was the brother of um, the cousin who shamed me publicly on Facebook. And that email was very kind and was like, you know, we are not in a position to provide you with any financial support right now, but I want you to know that I like see you and I'm proud of you and I can't wait to talk about your experiences one day. And also this is some of what we're going through around money and, you know, shared some, you know, intimate details of his life with me. And it was interesting because if I'd had to guess out of those two brothers, which one might have... uh been supportive and which one might have been a little more unsupportive, I think I would have guessed incorrectly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was so interesting to see, you know, two family members of mine, both of whom are wonderful humans, close to the same age, grew up in the same house, one of whom was very triggered by my actions and the other one of whom was moved to respond compassionately. Yeah. And then everybody else in my family just didn't respond in any <laughs> way, shape or form. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Yeah. You know, and I had to move through a lot of feelings around that. Mm -hmm. <sighs> I was going to ask what were your feelings, but I'm getting I don't need to do that. So we can, <laughs> yeah. so we can move on. Um, what about, um, I don't know, like what was like the most surprising either donation or response that you got? Every single donation was so surprising to me because I, you know, I had said in the thing, $40,000, I think I made that my goal. <laughs> and I did it on GoFundMe because unlike Kickstarter, where you only get the money if the entire amount is pledged, GoFundMe, you receive mm -hmm. the money regardless of how much you make. Yeah. Uh, so I had set this goal really high because I was like trying to open myself up to the support of the universe, you know? Mm-hmm. 
and being really honest. And I shared this with, you know, people privately via email. I shared it on Facebook. I didn't hear back from most people. Uh, every single person, though, who did donate, I it was almost exclusively other people who have invested in their own personal growth. Mm-hmm. It was almost exclusively people who, when I saw their donation, I felt like, oh, my God, you were so not my intended audience. I know (laughs) that you don't have the money to support me. Like, I know that you're in your own thing. And it was so funny because every single person who supported me was someone who I would have said is not, not every single, there was a couple who have money, but most people were people who I would say are in a similar situation to me where they're not totally financially solvent right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that was incredible because it it was very, very humbling. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I, I think that just goes back to like, those are the people who get it. They're like, I see what you're doing and this is so worthy of funding. (laughs) <laughs> yeah and I I mean there were other people too who I know have also invested in like $20,000 masterminds who donated like five or ten dollars and mm-hmm. I even that was like god just the gesture mm-hmm. and I mean the other thing is I'm the kind of person that if someone that I know peripherally is running a race for cancer I donate 20 bucks or if mm-hmm. like someone I know starts to go fund me because their dog needs surgery I donate money or yeah. you know it's like I pretty much live by the ethos that, like, if someone that I care about is asking for help, I will help them, even if I don't necessarily have the resources, which maybe mm-hmm. is something I need to look at. However, who doesn't have $20? That's the thing. I was like, oh, God, if everybody, if everybody who said how much they love me and support me and want to support me would donate somewhere between 5 and $25, that would be a lot of money. Mm-hmm. But it turned out that a lot of people's support did not translate to financial support, which is an interesting thing. Did you still feel supported by them after that? Or did you feel like, well, I guess you don't support me. I felt like, well, I think the thing that came up for some was like, I know that you want to support me and that you're not comfortable doing so because of what Mm -hmm. this is bringing up for you. Mm Mm-hmm. And so it's not like I feel like those people don't support me, but it was like, oh, you are not in a place where you feel aligned with this. And in some of those instances, I was like, you know what, that is not a person that I would reach out to specifically for support in future. But in other instances, I was like, well, I'll stay open because maybe that maybe I will need a different kind of support from that person at some point. You know, Mm -hmm. so I didn't, I don't think I shut down or shut anybody out of my life in any way who didn't donate, who I was expecting to donate. Uh, But it just was very interesting. Mm -hmm. Did you end up reaching out to anyone in like afterwards when you did need support in other ways? You know, I have reached out to a few people in my life recently for support who were like people that I thought would have donated who then didn't donate. Mm -hmm. Um, And you know, (laughs) I've received what I've asked for in terms of support. Mm -hmm. So not immediately after, I think that I, I felt, I did feel a little hurt and a little wounded 
by not getting the support that I wanted. Right. Uh, so I think it has taken me some time to open back up to feeling like I can ask for support from people who might be in my extended network, mm-hmm. which would be mostly who we're talking about. Even the people in my family, I wouldn't say are necessarily in my close network. I would say they're my extended network. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. <laughs> um. Well, so you did not end up meeting your GoFundMe goal. No. <laughs> um, how did you feel about that? Or I guess more like when was the moment you were when you were like, all right, great, we're moving on. Uh, well, it was an interesting experience because you could see on GoFundMe how many people are looking at the page every day. Mm-hmm. So the people, the number of people looking at my GoFundMe page every day was actually really high. Mm-hmm. The number of people donating was very low. Yeah. And... That was interesting. I wrote a little bit about that, and I had one person respond on my Facebook wall who was like, yeah, to be honest, I've been looking it out every day because this is fascinating. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and I was like, you know what? You're right. This is fascinating. (laughs) Um, I tried to have conversations about it with some people, too about the GoFundMe and it was interesting because a lot of people were very uncomfortable even talking about it. Mm-hmm. Money makes people very uncomfortable. Yeah. And after a while I received a guidance to take down the GoFundMe page. There was part of me that wanted to leave it up because mm-hmm. it doesn't have an expiration date on it. So there's part of me that was like Maybe if I just leave it up, someday someone will read it and they will resonate strongly with what I've said and they'll give me a huge chunk of money and that'll be great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I think really what started to happen, though, for me was not wanting that to be, like, one of the very first things that came up when people searched my name on the Internet. Mm-hmm. Why is that? I'm not sure. I think... Part of it was because I was like, I don't know what my business is going to be yet. And like, if I meet people and they're Googling me, I'm not sure I want me asking for huge sums of money to pay off my credit cards is the first thing I want people to see about me. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that maybe if I were making that decision now, I wouldn't care so much about that. Mm -hmm. But at the time, it just felt like that wasn't who I wanted to be. Yeah. Uh, so I took it down. When did you do that? Uh, after the Live You Fully event last, was that May or June? I think it was, I don't really remember. <laughs> May or June. <laughs> yeah, so I put it up on March 17th and I took it down, I think, at the end of May. Mm-hmm. And I didn't leave it up there very long, obviously. That's not a very big window. And I didn't promote it very much. And I didn't write about it very much. I wrote a little bit about the experience. And I intended to write more. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, but it was a short-lived experiment. Do you remember how much you made? Right around $600. 
Yeah. That's not an insignificant amount. Mm-hmm. I was so great. And especially given that every single person that donated was the kind of person to whom I wanted to turn around and hand the money right back. <laughs> Be like, oh my God, can you kidding me? I don't want your money. <laughs> um, you know. Yeah. Mm. Well, so then what happened? How did you end up debt free? And you don't have to share all the details, but you said before that you did. So, yeah. Uh, let me think what I want to share about that. Yeah. Uh, an individual in my life consolidated my debt for me. And as we were considering a few months later, the terms of repayment, uh, it came up that if we both really believe that money is just energy, then holding that money apart as a different kind of transaction inside of our relationship, other than all the energy we normally exchange, mm -hmm. didn't feel aligned. Um, and once we opened up to that conversation, she and I ended up having an impromptu coaching situation. We did some inner child work for her. She released a big limiting belief, you know, and at the end we were looking at each other and being like, well, are we going to sign this loan repayment document or what? And together came to the conclusion that it wasn't in alignment to mm -hmm. do that. Mm -hmm. So we decided to consider it even. Yeah. And then I had a lot of stuff come up around that, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. it was like cool. a lot of fear of being manipulative and, or taking advantage of somebody who I care about and who cares about me enough to like do something that big in terms of even consolidating the debt. Mm -hmm. And then to take it one step further and allow that person to gift me the money rather than loan me the money, I think was a big step for both of us, mm -hmm. which is also really cool. Going back to what we were talking about is like learning and growth through our interaction and relationship. Mm -hmm. You know, because us doing that together around the money strengthened our relationship and also, I think, shifted both of our individual relationships with money. Mm -hmm. mm. I mean, money is just the most fascinating thing because <sighs> it brings up so much. The good thing or like. I think one of the most valuable things that I gained from this GoFundMe experience, though, was simply having the experience of being terrified of what everyone's going to think of me for putting myself out there and putting myself out there anyway, and mm -hmm. then not getting the response that I thought I was going to get <laughs> and realizing that that wouldn't kill me. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Death was not the result. Like, <laughs> Death was not the result. If anything, healing happened as a result. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, I had to move through some uncomfortable emotions. Mm -hmm. But at the end, I was like, well, you know, I asked for a huge level of support. And I didn't get exactly what I asked for. And I'm okay. And yeah. the thing that the donations that I did get touched me so deeply. Um, so I think just that experience of being really scared to be authentic about who you are and the kind of support that you desire in your life and then doing it anyway and then finding out that the world's not going to end even if people don't like what you're doing 
Yeah. Was really valuable. I love it. <laughs> That's funny because I didn't meet my GoFundMe goal through GoFundMe either when I was raising money for my solo show um, a couple of years ago. Um, what was your goal? I don't remember anymore. Um, I remember that everybody thought it was really high except for the people who were participating and they were all like, you should ask for more money. <laughs> um, but I asked yeah. for like, exactly what I needed. Um, and we talked out about that in Cindy's episode too. People being like, Hey, I have a budget option. <laughs> yeah. you could use. Or like, Hey, let me give you financial advice. And you're like, Hey, no thanks. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Not what I asked for. Exactly. Um, but I, so I ended up getting to the point where it was like a week or so before the show. And I was like, well, I don't know how this is going to happen. And I had a lot of conversations with my coach about it. And we were both just in the space of like, I, I don't know what else I can do. Um, so either this is happening or not. And I, I believe that what we ended up doing was just kind of deciding like, all right, well, we'll wait until like someday, like Friday, you know, this coming Friday to see if more money comes in. And if it does, then we'll move forward. And if it does not, then I guess we're canceling this show. Um, and by that point I had already like part of what that money was for was for things that I had already paid for up to that point. So it wasn't like I would return the money to anybody because it was like, I had already had rehearsals. I had already mm -hmm. paid for the, for that kind of stuff. Um, but then my mother actually ended up just like hustling when she found out that I might not have this show. <laughs> she was like, uh -huh. Oh, absolutely not. This is not happening. <laughs> so she ended up like, talking to every single human being that she could think of and ended up getting the rest of the money that I needed um, by the, by the date. Cause I, I told her, I was like, well, you know, my coach and I decided this was the date. And if I don't, don't have the money, it's not happening. And if I do, then it's happening. And so she wow. ended up being able to get the money in time. Um, or I guess I think most of it, I don't think she got all of it until like a couple of days before, but she was like, Sally, you're getting this money move forward with this and I was like all right uh -huh. well I guess we're all just trusting <laughs> um yeah and it was great I had a great show so <laughs> <laughs> wonderful experience one of the best of my entire life um what about the not the experience of the show but the experience of raising money to the GoFundMe what like did you receive the support that you expected from the people that you expected and like if not had like who was donating and how did that feel I like, kind of want to hear about your experience around the, the things that I've talked about. Yeah, I there were some people who I expected support from and I received it. And that was really f fun and lovely. Um, I donated. Yep, it was really <laughs> great. Um, and, and then there were people, because part of what was happening was that then it was being shared by people who I was still connected to two people that I was no longer connected with. So like high school friends, like started seeing it and I hadn't spoken to them in literal years and they were like either donating or were like, I can't donate right now, but this is amazing. I'm so excited that you're doing this. And I ended up like rekindling friendships that way. Um, which was really interesting. Yeah. Um, 
And then just like learning about their lives was really funny. Then at that point, it was like, oh, those two people who like had on were like on again, off again during high school, and then were like totally off are now like together. Like, what fun! <laughs> and they both donated. Great. What a, I was like, what an interesting reason to catch up with people. Yeah, it was so funny. I totally forgot until you said that that I did have a few people who reached out to me who said like I'm not in a position to donate right now but I'm really touched by what you're doing and like really in awe of you yeah it's so beautiful to know whether it's through a trigger or through celebration you know that what we do matters to other people yeah we're always being seen and it's always affecting people that's the thing that I was like when I was doing my GoFundMe I wanted to delve more into the emotional parts of what was happening through writing and Mm -hmm. specifically talk about what's happening around that phenomenon of all these people who are watching this, but no one's saying a word. Yeah. And I really would love to know how people were triggered by me doing that and what it like had unfold in their lives and like Mm -hmm. what it brought up for them and what healing happened as a result. Like it would be so cool to be able to know because I'm sure that the impact is so much bigger than I think it was just by the amount of people that were looking at it. Totally. Totally. Like probably like it was around like 112 to 130 page page views a day Mm -hmm. at some points. Mm Mm-hmm. And that is so interesting to be like, oh my God, why are like, why are all these people, <laughs> people are watching me, but people aren't helping me. And yeah. that's another interesting feeling. Mm-hmm. Well, I think at a certain point, at, at least for me, it becomes about trusting that everyone is growing mm-hmm. as a result of what I'm doing all of yeah. the time. Yes, 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 a hundred percent, yes. And so I think that's a really interesting way for that to show up in our lives. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not the way we most desire, but, right? Um, but it, it is a really interesting way. Mm-hmm. Oh boy! Well, is there <laughs> anything else that's present for you? I'm just so thankful for the experience. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, as I tune in, I'm just like I had to move through so much emotionally to even consider doing a GoFundMe, let Mm -hmm. alone actually doing it. Like how much I trusted myself inside that experience and how much I continue to trust myself, even when the external reaction in the physical world wasn't what I had hoped or expected. Mm -hmm. Cause I was really like, maybe I'm going to get $40,000. Yeah, totally. Uh, I felt totally open, you know, and I think it was one of the first times that I've trusted myself that much since I left my job at Prune Hmm. to like really let myself be seen and really make myself vulnerable publicly Mm -hmm. and trust that it's all going to be okay. And I mean, that is the best the best training ground for personal growth I feel like one of the best yeah so I'm I'm just really thankful that I received the guidance I actually remember when I received the guidance I was getting a massage Hmm. uh and (laughs) 
because sounds like something that you should do when you have $40,000 in credit card debt. Um, but I needed it and mm-hmm. I was getting a massage in Chinatown and, uh, it was like, oh my God. It's like one of the things where you receive the guidance and you're like, oh my God, I could never do that. Yeah. It was one of those. And then you're like, oh my God, I think I'm going to do that. Like I chopped, like chopping my hair off, honestly. Mm-hmm. I received that guidance in the same way where the idea came in and I was like, oh my God, I can't do that. And then I thought about it for like a week, which I think is pretty much the same timeline that the GoFundMe was on. And after a week, I was still thinking about it. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to move forward with this, mm-hmm. both with the haircut and with the GoFundMe. Um, so far though, I'm really enjoying this haircut experience far more than the GoFundMe experience. (laughs) (laughs) It does seem more fun in some ways. Well, it's less serious. It's just hair, you know, and I guess that's the goal is to feel like it's not serious. It's just money. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, so that's good to identify. (laughs) I love that. I think that it's really awesome. And I don't know, just really beautiful about receiving your experience as positively as you have. Um, not just in retrospect, but even as it was happening. Um, because I think that a lot of times what people might do or say in that situation or like feel in that situation is like, oh, well, then I didn't do it well enough. Like, I didn't open up myself to receiving good enough because <laughs> mm-hmm. I didn't receive my goal. So I guess I must have failed in that regard. And um, I mean, maybe that thought crossed your mind, but you never, it never seemed to me like that's how you were receiving your experience. Um, and I think that's really beautiful and really awesome. Hmm. Well, thank you for saying that. I think that that, that's pretty accurate. I think I did have some, I did have some moments where I was like, well, I could take this further. Mm -hmm. I could write more. I could, I was, I was very clear that I could write some things that might, uh, even be more triggering to people watching. And, Mm -hmm. and I considered doing that. And that didn't feel in alignment. That felt like pushing, mm-hmm. you know, and it was a really gorgeous opportunity for me to have subtle discernment between what was pushing and what was acting in alignment and what was the like kind of third level of the experience was I've opened myself up to this and I'm standing in it and it's uncomfortable mm-hmm. and I'm clear that I could open further and yet I don't, I haven't identified a way to do that. That feels in alignment. So I'm not going to push. Yeah. You know, so it was so many layers. Um, but thank you. Yeah. It was, it wasn't ever traumatic in any way. And I think it really could have been. And I Mm -hmm. think that that's what my mom was afraid of. Yeah. Hmm. Well, hooray. Hooray. You you did it. (laughs) I did it. I did it. I did it. And now I'm also like, I'm excited, honestly. I just, I didn't even realize this until I started to open my mouth. I'm excited for the next time that I get to do something where I raise money for something that I want to create. 
because I do think that people are more comfortable supporting someone in creating something more tangible than, can you please help me create my dream life? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I think that that concept is potentially too um, loaded mm-hmm. for a lot of people to yeah. move toward. Well, I'm just excited for you creating more things. So, hooray. Hooray! <laughs> Me too. And, you know, while I say that, I also will say that Sally and I have opened ourselves up to receiving donations for this incredible work that we do together mm-hmm. on a year ago today, the podcast. So, it does feel really appropriate for me to say right now that if you enjoy our show, we would love to receive your support financially if you're able and if not even just your words of encouragement in our inbox would feel really supportive yeah totally i co-sign that (laughs) (laughs) you can do so via patreon we'll include a link in the description of this episode (laughs) and there are full bonuses yes very true because it's it's a party it feels like a party i mean i think it's so cool about supporting people Because it's like once you get in a cycle of it, like you support people and then they can give more to the Mm -hmm. world. Like that's what support is really about. So it's like if you see someone out there whose work you love, offer them your support, whether it's words of encouragement or if it's financial. Because when you feel supported, even if it's just energetically, well, I guess always it's just energetically considering everything's energy. But however you're able to support, it's... It's far different to say, I admire what you're doing and I want to support you than to actually support someone. Yeah. And I think that a lot of us say, oh, I want to support you and what you're doing, but then don't actually do any active supporting. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that all of us need to pay attention to, especially as we want to receive more support in our lives, because that's the thing. Well, and that's another thing that came up for this GoFundMe experience is I was like, there's a lot of people who won't put their money or their time or their attention where their mouth is. Mm -hmm. And it's really made me be much more conscious when I say I'm going to support someone to either show up in whatever way I've said I'm going to, or to be very accountable about why I'm not showing up directly to that person so that they know that it wasn't thoughtless yeah you know it's just um it's all about relationship mm-hmm. and it's a really great way to just check in with yourself about what you value I mean I I often will contribute to like a GoFundMe or buy someone's jewelry or whatever because I'm like well I really value what this person is creating and, and if I don't value it, then I don't support it. <laughs> I mean, it's really like right. that simple. Right, so. right. You're exactly right. Um, or to at least say, you know, I'm not in a position to support you in the way that you've asked, but let me know how else I might support yeah, you. Yeah, totally. Totally. I mean, it's so gorgeous. That's like all I really want to know is how to support people and how to receive the support that I desire. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm learning that. I feel like you're learning that. I feel like we're all yeah. learning that. Yeah, totally. All the time. That's the point of being alive. 
Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right? <laughs> did I miss something? <laughs> I don't think you did. <laughs> yeah, totally. Ugh. I love and it. you know what? This feels appropriate to say, too. I know we're going a little long. This is great. Sally, I want to take a moment to thank you for all of the incredible support around this podcast specifically because I pretty much show up and record the thing and you do (laughs) basically everything else. And I don't know if anyone out there knows that. So I want to thank you for all the support to help me create, help us create this thing. You're very welcome. I fully received that. Yay! <laughs> I get to see you in person in like three days. I'm so excited. <laughs> We're going to have such a great dance party. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> With our short hair. Yeah, I know. We're just oh, so freeing. <laughs> mm-hmm. <sighs> All right. Well, if there's nothing else, is there anything else? I don't think so. Okay. Well, our final questions. Well, right. So, as I was going to say. <laughs> I was like, I hope she didn't forget. Sometimes you There's forget. Nothing else. Yeah, I do. It's true. Um, <laughs> um, I invite you to close your eyes. And just breathe in. Giddy. And- I feel giddy. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Wonderful. That's how I feel. I love that. I knew what question. She was going to ask to share how I was feeling now in one word for anybody who's never listened to this show before. Oh, wonderful. I love that. <laughs> and if you could go back to a year ago today and talk to yourself, uh, then knowing what you know now, what would you say? I would say, Tyla. You are going to receive so much from this experience. Stay present to that. Mm. And also, like, way to be really, really fucking brave and put yourself out there in front of your friends and your family. Mm. I'm so proud of you for owning the decisions that you've made in your life and for opening yourself up to receive support. Because both of those things can be very challenging. And both of those things are things that you have been practicing. And I'm so proud of you for doing it in such a big way. Mm. And money's not real. (laughs) (laughs) I still say that to myself today. I'm still trying to ground that fully into my being. Yeah. (sighs) Well, thank you for sharing all of that. I love all of it. Thanks for having me. Ah, it's so so fun to come visit you on your podcast. (laughs) (laughs) This is going to be a great one to release. I'm excited about it. Yeah, me too. Oh, okay. So Tyla, they can't find you on GoFundMe. Where on the internet could they find you? You can find me at tylafowler.com. I'm Tyla Fowler on all the social media. And if you Google... Like it might still come up and just be closed. If you're interested in seeing the text of what I wrote, because I do think that it's pretty well written and very honest and open and worth a read if you're feeling compelled. And actually, I don't know if you can actually find it. Maybe I should do it right now. <laughs> I think you can still Google it. I'm going to do it. Hold on. Yeah, if you type in to Google Tyla Fowler GoFundMe, 
mm-hmm. it'll take you to the page. Um, and you're not able to donate there, but if anybody wants to send me any money, you can uh, tell me and I'll tell you how to do that. You can just send yeah. it via PayPal mm-hmm. <laughs> um, to my email address, which is Tyla at TylaFowler.com. <laughs> Shameless plug. You know what? I'm not ashamed in any way, yeah. shape, or form. I could use some financial support in my life if you're listening to this and feeling called. I would love it if you donate to the podcast or to me personally. It would be fucking awesome. I love it. Or to Sally. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm always receiving money. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, great. I love that. I'm so excited to have all these donations flood in. Or not. Whatever. Or not. Whatever. And it's fine either way. Sally, yep. where can the people find you on the internet? They can find me at Sally Simply on social media or at SallyMercedes.com. And uh, if you like our intro outro music, you can follow Zena Hell, Z-Y-N-A-H-E-L, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and SoundCloud. And you can follow our podcast, A Year Ago, a year ago Podcast, on things. All the social media. <laughs> yeah, all the social media. And uh, if you want to email us, you can email us at a year ago podcast at gmail.com. Or you could rate us and review us on iTunes. That would be another way to support us. Yeah, which is actually a great way to support us. Um, or you can share this with a friend and maybe share a specific episode that touched you or that you're like, hey, I think, you know, I see you going through this. I think that it would be really supportive for you to listen to this episode because then you get to support us and you get to support the other person. Oh, there's nothing Support all that. around. Oh, man, this is great. I love it. <laughs> Or if you're going through something and you need some support from us, you can also reach out to us via email about that. And we're happy to support you. This is a relationship. Yep. I don't know if you realize that, listeners. Yeah. (laughs) A really beautiful one that I love. Yeah. It's very valuable to both Sally and I. So if you're going through anything in your life that you feel like you would like support around triggered by today's episode or anything else, send us an email. And we might not respond for a little bit because we're both headed to Mexico, but we'll respond (laughs) soon. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Well, that was great. I love you, Tyler. I love you too. (laughs) Love you, listeners. Bye, listeners. Bye. Peace out.